This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. It's the MVSP Season 3, Episode 18. Wow, 18 episodes so far, Brandon. Coming in hot. It doesn't feel like we've been in school for nine weeks so far. Not even close. (laughs) Time flies flies when you're having fun, I guess. But today on the show, Travis, you're joining us in the studio. Glad to have you. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? Thank you for having me. Pretty solid. As always, love having you on, Travis. But, fellas, got a packed show today. Fair State Sports Report, as always. Got some college football, NBA, and some MLB talk, as always. But today we're going to be starting out... On the rink, ice hockey. Our hockey team's going to be traveling to Buffalo to take on the Canisius Golden Griffins. I don't know how good they are, but last weekend got the split, so maybe we'll be able to do a little bit better. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, Canisius, we have um, we definitely have ties to one of the, their one of their coaches was a former player here, so uh, obviously that's how this whole this whole non conference. Uh, series got created so i mean right now um they're not too bad of a team i believe so far um i believe they've had a couple wins couple losses two two and one is their technical record they played penn state actually and beat them in the in the opener um but then they also fell to rpi so kind of a little bit of a a variance as far so um it's gonna be fun i mean right now we're looking at a spot where we came off one of our not so great performances in that second game against St. Thomas, but I think this is a prime opportunity to bounce back. I mean, non-conference games are certainly ones that you want to get um, going into those conference games that we have coming up, especially the big dog here on November 5th and November 6th. So, uh, I mean, it's going to be a really fun matchup. I'm really looking forward to see how our offense responds. I mean, we haven't been able to put up a ton of goals so far on the road, um, so that's going to be one thing, one emphasis that I'm going to be watching. Um, I mean, we had the two goals at St. Thomas in the first game, but those were... Um, 0-2, then coming back home versus, obviously, you know, Minnesota State, who's very, very good. So I think... um it could be very, very good for us. But I do think, like, the chemistry is getting there with the younger guys from uh, the class of 2019 that was freshman two years ago, the guys who are the juniors now, and still even a younger class from 2020 and 2021 that still have years here to play. I think the upside is very uh, good for a fair state hockey. Obviously, the last few years has been pretty tough. I think offensively we've gotten better. I just think defensively still Logan Stein's doing all he can do. But um, that's still, I would say, a little bit of a weakness. Obviously, another five-goal game in the game we lost five to two last week so I think um I'll definitely see more cleanup with that but I do think I'm um, moving forward we're going to be better and hopefully out of these two game series if we can split or get more sweeps I'll give us momentum and maybe make a conference tournament absolutely and I don't think the record and the amount of goals that Logan has let up really reflects his ability in as the uh, net yeah. minor because he is incredibly good it's and just so- our defense is starting to lack a little bit and there's not really much you can do with one timers getting screened like Getting saves on those are near impossible. But I do like how you brought up how we're going to be playing Minnesota State pretty soon because these two games are going to be a great opportunity for us to get some goals as we're going to be facing Dryden McKay, who's going to be, I mean, he's the favorite to win the Mike Richter Award right now. And he was, I mean, one of the front runners last year. I mean, what did he have, like 16, 17 shutouts or something like that? Uh, he was he was near in the record. He was, yeah, he was near in the record, near in the record. And, I mean, last year we did have a pretty good showing out for them. But I think if our offense can really get rolling, get some goals on the road and be able to get, you know, 
get hot and get on a roll a little bit. And then coming back home and facing Minnesota State for two games, I think we're going to be pretty solid. But we just need to get our offense rolling a little bit or else facing Dryden McKay coming off uh, a less than ideal weekend is not going to be great. Yeah, I mean, looking at like some of the things um, comparably of these two teams, um, the one thing noticing about Kinesis is they play pretty fast, pretty clean, not a lot of penalties. They're only at 77 minutes, I believe, this year. We're at 113, so a little bit difference there. But we are better overall on the power play when it comes to percentages. So maybe that's going to be an emphasis of, hey, we can maybe make it happen. I mean, they are pretty comparable. Uh, they're two for 22, but we're four of 32. So, hey, if my math serves me correct here, Joe, <laughs> think ours are better. Just barely, but we're better. Sure. So, hey, there's a positive looking into this game. But, I mean, it's going to be fun. I'm for sure being able to um, – little – little remembrance get to see old friends obviously with the relationship created so um it's going to be an interesting game i'm really looking forward to seeing our offense and seeing how we're going to be able to attack um this team and pretty much kind of set ourselves in that position for minnesota state because that's really going to be the the big one it's it's going to be the true test to see how much this team has improved over the last year but they're going to be traveling to Canisius Friday and Saturday, both games at 7 p.m. Um, if you're in the Buffalo area, I guess go check it out. Most likely you're not, but I believe that you can stream it if you have Flow Hockey. Um, that but, is true. So, hey, there's a way to watch it if you want to watch it. So, uh, anyway, moving now into, I guess we can go straight to volleyball as they were in action last night. A Big win. W's. Sweep over Hillsdale. Zero, and that was a big game. Like I think it kind of fell under the radar, and I guess that's a little bit fall on my part. Hillsdale is a very good team. I mean, they're number eighteen in the regional rankings. I believe we're a little bit ahead of them. Like that was a big matchup. They were twenty and four going into this game, and we beat them in straight sets. And I mean, it was an absolute dogfight. I mean, twenty five, twenty one, twenty seven, twenty five, twenty five, twenty three. Writes the storyline in in full print i mean there's no question that this was an absolute dogfight and i mean we just we just were able to get there get gritty and get the job done i mean it wasn't one of the cleanest games we've ever played but then again sloppy w over clean better loss than clean w or clean, better, than well, clean, better than a clean better than a clean l still, that's what I'd say. you know it's still a sweep and they've had so many sweeps this year it's hard to keep count because they at one point had 19 straight sets they had won and this extends a winning streak to now 13 games the girls have been amazing when you look at what nina obviously katie o'connell a thousand kill club and brooke um norder <clears throat> excuse me and keanu salesman was only a freshman a true freshman at that mm-hmm. They've been amazing. Also, one thing I want to point out, Sunday, the last ever game in the gym you know, um, that they played in, they were able to get the sweep in the sets, but alumni came back from class of 2015, 16, and 17, and there was also classes of 89 and 90 who came in for the game. I thought that was very cool to see them support the current Bulldogs right now as they um, get a quest for hopefully seven out of the last eight GLIAC championships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean – what we've been able to do so far this season, I mean, when you look at the rankings so far, at least for the Midwest for D2, like, we've beat almost all these teams that are up above us. I mean, we beat Hillsdale just just yesterday. We were able to beat Missouri-St. Louis at the, I think, at the crossover, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah. So, oh, they were ahead of yeah. us by a couple. Yeah, I flipped yeah. that so around. we've been able ball. to really yeah. play super solid these past couple yeah, weeks. I mean, this better. whole season. And I think it's going to be really well, especially since we're going to be having the anchor bone uh, coming up this weekend. And then just finishing out the season strong against uh, the teams that are a little bit lower on the GLIAC standing so far with Purdue Northwest and Wisconsin Parkside. But Davenport, I think, is going to show up to be a pretty, I would say, a solid uh, solid opponent, especially going into the GLIAC tournament. But 
just getting the win over Hillsdale, especially the sweep, uh, three hard, three hard fought games. I think that just really shows the resilience and kind of keep the streak alive a little bit. But I know, I mean, Travis, you know. Coach Tia doesn't really like to talk about streaks, so. Yeah, every time <laughs> I do um, an interview with her, she, like, hates talking about the streak because she feels like it's no, you, bring up the qu- you bring up the question every time. You're like, I know you hate talking about streaks. <laughs> the reason why I bring up is they keep winning. And it, no, hasn't, yeah, yeah. It, hasn't, it hasn't jinxed it because they have kept winning. So, um, yeah. you know, I love talking to Coach Tia. She, oh, she likes me sometimes. I don't, you know not, I don't <laughs> knock the question. It's just funny, though, because yeah. she just, like, every time she just, like, we just don't talk about streaks. I'm just like, I just laugh. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, their philosophy, every game, every set, every play every moment like certainly it works and it definitely mm-hmm. is an effective strategy and of course we talked to katie about that on tuesday if you haven't checked out that episode go check that out in the feed right now um but i mean that that team is just loaded with firepower offensively and that's really what we've seen i mean katie had 17 kills yet last night kiona salesman i had um 14 kills a little bit don't him and do a lap i'm talking so fast right now uh, can't catch up, yeah. <laughs> i know i can't catch up it's so exciting um but i mean they were the the leaders on that team um and i mean keely matt added 47 assists yeah just 47 it's fine i mean that's not absurd is it yes it is and it's absolutely incredible great job keely um but i mean what else can you say that was a big win it was huge. They were apparently better than us. I read the I read the numbers backwards, but <laughs> it still just proves even better of a win for the dogs overall. They've yeah, been playing sure. great through like a lot of adversity. Like when they played GV earlier this year here, a lot of people thought they were going to get swept in three straight sets, and they were down two to one. And it looked like the expectation was going to be like a gentleman's sweep for that game. And we came back and won, you know, three to two. Then other games, like you pointed out against Missouri, we swept the crossover. I believe that was in Indiana. So. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been playing very good from a 5-4 and four start to be where they're at now at 18-4. and four. One thing that Coach T always talks about, she loves the defensive play and how they never lose energy. Even when they're down, like, for instance, when they're playing Hillsdale, they were down in the first few sets. They were able to come back and win every set because they don't um, – they just trust each other and the chemistry is there. Anytime you see, like, one of them down, someone's there to pick them back up. But I think the resiliency of – always like having each other's back is one of the reasons why they're so uh, successful and coach t i mean her energy is just like rubbing off of everybody you know like she's always hype like every time during the game even in the post-game interview the last one me and barrett did with her on sunday she gave me and barrett a high five because she was <laughs> just so happy that they yes. like won you know so she's great and she rubs off the team in a great way and i definitely think we're gonna make a run at gleag obviously all biased but yes Complete bias. That's what our show's all about. Fair State Bias. Well, you should change our name. Fair State Bias Sports. I mean, no, no. There's no way we couldn't. I mean, it'd just be too easy. But I mean, since since that, we we really knocked Grand Valley out of a little bit of a funk. I mean, they got three straight wins after that game. Um, two of them at home, but then they ended up losing to Saginaw Valley. They lost to Wayne State, and they dropped a couple. They dropped a couple games, and I mean, they came back with a big win over Northwood on Sunday, um, who's a very reputable team. So I mean, you gotta see this as gonna be another another heavyweight fight. But I mean, at the same end of the day, like right now, we're looking pretty hot. Um, mm-hmm. They're they've definitely looked a little bit. Um, they've definitely been improving overall since that that loss to us. It seems like on paper, but I mean, right now, I mean, they're still they're still near the top of the standings, and they're they're really going to be one of the teams that we're going to have to knock out if we want to clinch this title. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if we want to take a look at the Gleak standings right now, it's just Michigan Tech is the lone team that's above us at nine and one overall, and then we're tied with Wayne State at eight and two, so we're sharing the number two spot. Uh, 
uh, on the table. And then Grand mm-hmm. Valley is below us at seven and three. Davenport is an even five hundred at five and five. Saginaw is uh, at four and five. They're number six on the list. Mm-hmm. And then Northwood and Northern Michigan share four and six records. They're going to be sharing the number seven spot. And then Parkside is at yeah. three and six. Lake Superior State two and eight. And then Purdue Northwest. West. Purdue West. Northwest, <laughs> Purdue Northwest is yet to win a game at zero and ten. So I hate to see it, but yeah. which also Northwood and Northern are better than four and six teams. Oh, for sure, they are way better well, than four and six teams. We played them earlier or whatever when There's we played them gap. before Lake Superior State. Like I was like, dang, like how are these like at the lower part of the table? Right, because that was what I thought they, too. They had a couple of girls who, well. could, who were really solid outside hitters, and their setter was pretty solid as well. But, like, I don't know. I think it's just they've been been in a pretty tough spot in their schedule or something because they do not look like a team that's less than 500. Yeah, and, I mean, you look at how this is going to shake out. I mean, really, there's going to be quite a few tests. I mean, down the stretch, I mean, we don't get to play Wayne, unfortunately, to gain that game, to get, gain that game back. Boy, we're having a struggle in talk, well, talking. We can't today. talk We today, did geez. sweep Wayne, though, the last time we played them. That was actually at Wayne State. Yeah, we did, but we did yeah, at the sweep start them of the year, yeah. at the start of the year. I would love to get another game back at home. And then we gain another one. Um, and then obviously Tech's going to be the brutal one because we lost that game earlier in this year. We don't get to play them again. But I mean, playing D- Purdue Northwest, Parkside, and Davenport following are definitely going to be good matchups for us to gain some games. And I mean, I mean, we're looking at Wayne State. I think there you have a couple games down the stretch, I believe as well. I can double check on that. But I mean, mm-hmm. still plenty of opportunity. Play the game. Why have we like we've been playing? And we're going to be in good shape. Set up the defense to the offense and unleash the hammer <laughs> unleash the hammer <laughs> and just keep going to be your catchphrase kill yeah probably i was thinking i, I mean there's not volleyball needs some cooler using, using the volleyball word kill some can be kind of uh, quirky when you're volleyball talking volleyball needs some cooler uh uh catchphrases cuz there's just knocking on the door when we get 24 points or yeah. we're one away from the win so everybody like knocks on the door or whatever yeah that was kind of universal not, though uh, there's not really too much like but also, we don't really have a student right. section at the games. Out of we all have the a crowd, but we don't have a student section. Out of like all the sports teams, they're definitely like the most hyped. I would say like volleyball, like as a team, like their bench, like goes crazier than any other. Sport. Like, don't so. get me wrong. Well, like, it's also the, the, I think also you yeah. have to look at it like it's a pre- it's a pretty small small arena. It is, but so I'm yes. saying it's like after every point, like basketball, it's like if we get a bucket, it's like all right, you know, we're supposed to. Like, Football, it's like we get a touchdown, it's like. All right, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm saying after every point, it's like I think it's it repetitive. just yeah. I think it. I mean, I don't doubt it because I've been to the games and like they they keep it hype on the bench. But like mm-hmm. I think you have to add to the fact that like there's it's like a metal. Basically, the whole thing's metal, so it just ricochet like the sound just ricochets off everything. Yeah, and that's I, will, also not I very, can almost guarantee you we'll get more fans once the new oh for arena's sure. in. Yeah, because some that, people, so much I've literally heard people just call it a dungeon, and that's why they they just don't. I didn't they know would go watch him, but they I don't know want, the, they don't like the arena. I didn't know where the arena was until I started working for athletics. Yeah, I didn't even know where to go. It's definitely old, and it's definitely <laughs> outdated. Well, I mean, but forty-one was, seasons we've been playing in there. Yes, I did check. Big note. Tech Wayne State final regular season game of the season. Ooh. That's that's going to be interesting. So there's but a even, either there way could be we're some shakeups. Either way, we'll still share second place. All right, but mm. wouldn't that mean technically if we end up if they beat Tech and we win out, yeah, and but if they, Michigan Tech also wins out, three way, a three way win? Or no, a it'd be a like, three way share. Oh, I guess so. The, Hypothetically, the, I don't know who you'd give it to. I mean, to. I guess so. It might because still be Tech because Tech would still have the Because well, Wayne State beat Grand Valley, too. Well, yeah, but if Wayne State beats and we beat Tech, them. we beat Wayne State. So that means we beat, we technically 
But then we also lost in the start. I think it should just be a three-way. I think three-way we just, just win it overall. I think that's the well, only I mean, way this is fair. That's why it's, you know, bias. Bias. Yeah, probably complete bias. Complete bias. Complete bias. Most likely. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on, I guess we'll go over to soccer here. Um, they're going to have some games coming up this weekend. They're going to be traveling to Northwood on Friday for a home game. Traveling to Northwood, a.k.a. just kidding, we're at home against Northwood at 2 o'clock. Um, we're going to be facing Northwood, who we had already beaten this year, earlier 2-1 to one at their place on September 24th. Mm-hmm. Um, going to be a very intense game, for sure. I um, mean, sure, especially sure. with what happened last week against Michigan Tech. There's going to be a sense of urgency. There's going to be a urgency to win this game because it is an important one in the conference standings. And really looking down, like, tough games throughout – the rest of the way. I mean, we got Northwood. We're going to be going to Davenport, and then we're going to be back home against GV. So everything's on the line for the last three games, and Coach Henson's crew is ready to take back what's ours, the Taliak title. The Taliak? The Taliak <laughs> title. You know yeah, what I meant. I know what you <laughs> meant. I know what you speaking meant. issues. <laughs> Man, we're just in shambles today. I know. It's, it's definitely going to be tough, but I think that we should beat Northwood. I mean, the team has been playing really good. Outside of the Michigan Tech loss, that was their first loss in conference play You know, this year. They were previously undefeated, so that was only the second loss of the season. And also, when you look at um, this uh, game against Northwood, We've only we've already had four shutout wins at home just in the month of October alone. So I think this is definitely going to be another opportunity. But I think it's going to be a grudge match too because a lot of the games against Northwood and majority of the teams in the conference have been low scoring games. So I definitely plan to see. Hopefully we get the win not only obviously overall but like in shots. I think that's like the main thing. Like lately we've been seeing a lot of Grace and um, Brianna Rogers and um, the other girls like getting a lot of shots. Lindsey Cole, who's um, a freshman, she had a game winner against Northern Michigan. That was very fun to do the recap of that um so i definitely think we'll get it um done at home it's kind of crazy you know having more home games after senior day but uh i think henson's gonna have him ready he's another guy he's fiery you know he's very he's fiery in his own way he's pretty quiet and reserved but you can tell when he gets intense like, he, you can hear him from uh, the small press box that we you know are in for soccer but mm-hmm. um i think it's gonna be a good game i think they're definitely gonna bounce back i don't see us losing back-to-back gliac games and uh this is just gonna give us more momentum going into the davenport than gv will probably be the biggest game of the year considering how great they are while the national championships for um soccer yeah, yeah. for sure i like i like how you mentioned coach henson because every time i'm like doing film or just in the press box like the first half and after it he's just sitting in his chair like telling people what to do and then he just like gets up out of nowhere and starts just like yelling at the ref and stuff like that's pretty fun <laughs> to watch hey he he has a passion for this team to oh, win, yeah. and he he does a great job at it. Um, I think really the only thing we need to do is not let the game end one zero. That's really all we have yeah. to do. If we can open up the, if we can open up times we've lost. If we can open up the scoring, it'll be fine. If it ends up one zero, hopefully it's just on the bulldog game. Yeah. I know and it's uh. just been when we've played well defensively and just let one unfortunate one pass. That's and usually the way where it that's, is. That's been the worst mm-hmm. scenario on paper. I mean, that's what happened. Finley, the opener, and then Michigan Tech in our last game. It was one zip. So I think this is a good opportunity. We love putting shots on net here on our home turf so no question we're going to be firing for the net and just how we're going to be able to respond um, on those set pieces being able to execute the offense 
and being able to pretty much build the wall on the defensive side like we've been able to do pretty well. I mean, considering the fact we allow, we've only allowed one goal in the last three games, three in the last four, or four in the last five, I should say, um, has definitely been an improvement um, so far, and I think that's what's going to continue. I mean, we got so much veteran leadership back there, and we got some firepower, and that this team's really ready to bounce back. I mean, we've seen the sense of urgency at practice, and we've really seen um, them really... They're they're ready for this game. They they just want the first they they want the initial whistle to go off on Friday already, and they just want to take it to them. And that's exciting to see that they there's just a big, big sense of urgency to get back on track. Yeah, I'm expecting a lot of people to be there. I'm expecting to be but the crowd to be buzzing an electric factory. But I don't know. I'm excited because just being in the press box and stuff, like you just kind of get to see like both sides. Because usually like. The away parents and like away fans sit to like right below us or to our right, Travis, mm-hmm. and then like to the left is usually where all the Ferris people are at. So you can kind of hear the both worlds, like what their reactions are and stuff like that. Because the like banter, the, the funniest thing, the friendly, the banter. funniest thing. Well, not really friendly, but you the know funniest thing about like just being in the press box is like you can hear just like a blatantly bad call for like one team. And like how like everyone was like good call, mm-hmm. and then like the same exact thing happens, but the opposite side, you and then they suck. just like flip sides, like they're like that's a great call, oh, and yeah. everyone's just like all up in arms about it. But I just laugh, I just laugh because that's just a funny thing to watch. Yeah, could you imagine that like in football, like just the, that happens it all just, the time. It just, I don't know, but I mean like having the game be so quiet and how much you would hear. If, oh, yeah, it, if sure. the game was that quiet, you I know, would love to, it I would just everyone be you quiet. Even like be able a drive. to hear the ball get kicked. It, it would just be like. I, would, I, would kinda, I mean, will your pavilion is obviously up like higher, but that would be cool. Like if you can like be down to hear like the fans. I think that would yeah. be yeah. That that GV game. You when can, you're you in can the hear when you're stuff, in the man. oh yeah, it gets, yeah. It gets, it gets nasty. You can hear a lot of stuff. That's oh, that's man. also the well, when you're in the student section though. When you're in the student section for like our field or whatever for Taggart like. When there's when the team is like on the one yard line or like in the in the red zone there, like you can hear like everything that like oh, the players yeah. are saying and stuff uh-huh. like that. Like you can hear like them trash talking, getting chippy, and like what like yelling out coverages and stuff like that. And like you can hear everything. That's one thing that's really cool. Right. Especially just kind of being a fan and being able to like be on the field where our student section is because like you can just see it and you're just like right there. I mean you have the track especially for like uh for like the regular or like the regular fans like that are on the sidelines and stuff, but at the end zone like you're just right on top of it, which is super cool. Yeah, it's I mean it's just a, a really fun situation just to be able to it, like you get to hear everything. I mean, it's not necessarily like the full NFL, full access, mic'd up stuff. But I mean, just being able to see how intense and really committed a lot of these teams are. I mean, you don't see that in high school. I mean, obviously there's the there's the diamonds in the rough, but there's not necessarily. 53 guys that are so on board and the fact they'll do anything anything to win the game whether it's our argue with an official (laughs) been there done that um or just try to get into the opponent's head or do whatever it takes that there's just so much to it and i mean it it becomes bigger than a game itself it Mm -hmm. it really becomes a game of pride so i mean it's going to be fun i mean we're, I guess we can kind of move into football since we've yeah. been talking about it for so long. Um, we're going to be playing Northern um, this upcoming weekend back at home after oh, four weeks, a month pretty much. Um, been a while since we've played a top tagger, but certainly a welcoming time home. I mean, North Northern's going to be a pretty interesting interesting game because, I yeah. mean, we obviously I mean, they mentioned... Almost beat. They almost beat Grand Valley. Yep, They're we only mentioned four points away. Yep, we mentioned that on uh, Tuesday's Thursday show. Um, I, it's going to be a fun game just because we're back under 
the lights of our own stadium. Lights, I mean yeah. one o'clock. The it's, sun, it's nature's time. light. We'll have the um, sun. One thing I'm excited though is to just see the colors because the color, like the colors on the trees, have been just like popping lately. They have, yeah. And just to be up it's in the press box, I won't be able to press box this game, which kind of stinks. But Boo. just to like be able to see the view, because the view from the third floor on the press box, just looking out on the whole, the whole thing, and just seeing like the west side of. Is the west or the east side of Big Rapids, and just where that all that like huge forest is. Yep, super cool. It is super cool. Oh. I'm really, I'm really excited to see um, not only that, but um, just being able to be back for a home football game. That's what all of our students have been waiting for. It's been a month. Yeah, it's just been a long time. I mean, yeah, since so, September 25th. Yeah, I mean, we've been. Some of them have been fortunate to go to the the mid uh, the Midland game against Northwood, or um, this last not really this last game against Michigan Tech, but the GV game of course maybe if you if you get tickets of course uh, but it's going to be a good game I mean Northern's been playing as good as they have all year right now so they're going to give us our best and I think Coach Anise and the crew are ready for it I mean right now Bernhardt's looked as good as ever and has been efficient and really there's nothing been stopping that way the defense has been sh- pretty much just lights out shutdown mode when it comes to being back against the wall so if we keep that going really no problem that we should win this game obviously crazy stuff have happened but i mean we've still proven that we can we've played poorly and still been able to come out on top mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited for this one <clears throat> to get a chance to um, be back in the uh, box and i'm also excited rob and them are letting me do another like right i think it's like 15 minutes before kickoff He's going to give me like a little microphone with uh, connected to the headset for ninety seven point three to like just do a sideline two three minute sideline report, which is pretty fun. I, I, I did that for the last two home games, mm-hmm. so I'm excited for that. And actually, ran into Anise funny in the TDMP hallway as I was leaving a one thirty two TDMP. We spoke for a minute. He definitely feels confident about um, the game. He's excited to uh, you know to be back home after being gone for so long. But I think our team right now is. Just about racking up these last few wins against North, uh, against Northern Michigan, then Davenport, then Wayne State, then securing um, the spot for the playoffs to get the bye week, then three games at home, then hopefully McKinney, Texas, and then for the national championship. So the one thing I would say from talking to a few of the guys like Tyrese and Derek Corbin, and them, they're just taking a game at a time. But I think this week is very important just to go out there and just treat Northern Michigan like a GV or anyone else that you think is top tier to try to go out there and um, just put your best foot forward and win. And don't take them lightly because you just you both pointed out that they almost beat uh, Grand Valley and Grand Valley's number eight in the country. So I think we'll be good. And also Bernhardt. I mean, it's insane the four games he's played. You know, Gliak Player of the Week. I I think I posted yesterday he would be in the Harlan Hill conversation. Shout out to Perk Weisenberg, former AD. He liked my tweet. I thought that was nice. <laughs> I, I was serious. Like he would Shout be out. in the Harlan Hill conversation. Oh, that, for sure. Yeah. And he would if be because he, he would. Yep. He would be. Yeah. He would. Definitely be the front player of the week for I think how the front yeah, runner. And he's only played in four games because, like, when I, when I was looking at the history, Jason Vanderly won in 2014 uh, 15, Jay Rue won in 2018. I think definitely Barnhart would be the top candidate if he wasn't hurt. And it's biased, but at the same time, it's like the numbers he's put up. Is I really insane. don't think it would, like, yeah, like you could say it's biased, but like you also, like, can't really argue with it yeah. because what he's been able to do and the weeks that we were off of the teams that we played. I mean, who, when was the last time he played? He didn't play against Saginaw. Mm-mm. He didn't nope. play against Davenport. He didn't play against Northwood. So if, nope. we play, if he played against Davenport, he would have been able to pop yeah. off because we beat him 38-0. Northwood, probably even more. Yep. But, I mean, Malik also got player of the week because he 
played lights out and played out of his mind with breaking the school record. Yeah. And then he was basically, I wouldn't say led us to a win against Grand Valley, but did a, a very good job of helping us get the W. And then, I mean, yeah, every other week after that's been uh, player of the week for him. So I think he would have definitely, if he was starting and if he was playing, definitely would have been, I mean... I still think seven for seven might be a. He probably obviously won't win the award because he didn't play in every game. But I still think if he plays lights out these next three weeks, he should get maybe some consideration because the first game back from injury, you just named all those games. The first game back from that was at number six Grand Valley and probably the biggest game of the college football season for Division two. Because even when West Florida lost, they lost to the number fifteen team, and when Slippery Rock lost, you know it was to a team not in the top ten. This was three versus six. Came back off injury. And led us to a great game over 200 yards through there. So mm-hmm. you never know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's plenty. I mean, it's pretty obvious that the trophy is a very quarterback-driven award, as mm-hmm. every well, I think college like football every, trophy is. Uh, yeah. So I mean, he basically can do it all. Basically, yeah, he'd definitely have an advantage in that department. I mean, he'd have to be playing. He'd probably be looking at competing against guys like I would probably. You would definitely put. Uh, Austin Reed from West Florida would be would be in that convert. I mean, he was just insane oh, yeah. last year in that national championship game. Um, so I think you would definitely be able to like just the efficiency. I mean, he's thrown the ball extremely well, and he's done it with his legs. And I mean, he hasn't had to throw sixty passes to get to two hundred fifty three hundred right. yards. I mean, he hasn't had to do that. So that's what really I feel like gets me um, to put him in that conversation regardless of the bias or not of course we're biased on the show Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be so i mean right now i think we're looking at having an opportunity for him to keep boosting it because i mean if he goes out the rest of the year seven of seven on that player of the week i mean you kind of i think he'll i think he'll probably get on the on the like record or not recommendation but he'll get like a mention like honorable mention of it but i don't think just because he's missed those three games he's gonna be he's probably gonna fall short getting the award but the one thing that i am pretty like curious about what we're gonna do with this northern michigan game is we still have a couple guys out i mean tyrese hunt thompson got injured uh at the michigan tech game hurt his ankle so he's not gonna be able to play this week so i mean bernhardt's not gonna have his main guy who he's mm. been throwing to. I mean, I think Sydney is still out, so we're not going to have our main yeah. defensive back, which he's been – when he when he played those first two games or three he's games great. or whatever that he's, he's been great. able to play, yeah. he was lights out. I mean, he got defensive player of the week, interceptions galore. But now that we have those guys missing, I mean, sure, we'll have uh, – Cyborg Nelson. Cyborg Nelson, yeah. I was going to say Mason Pline, but – I think Tyler Miner is going to play a big role. Mm-hmm. Sadly, uh, Marvin Campbell's um, ACL, he's out for the season. But mm-hmm. uh, we still got a lot of weapons. I think one cool thing about Anise with so many guys on the roster, he might even integrate more like you guys brought up uh, Malik Mitchell, maybe an Evan Cummings. Not saying like take snaps away from Barnhart, but he might use them in wildcat positions just because of so many um, guys hurt or slot uh, positions. I, I could definitely see Cyborg not doing that. He – He's like our utility guy. He does like mm-hmm. literally everything. Mean kicker, yeah, he, tight end. He reminds punter, me of uh, the former punter, Don everything. Kelly of uh, the former uh, Detroit Tiger. Just yeah. like could do everything. So mm-hmm. I think for this week we'll be fine. But also, I'm even though it's weird to say, I'm happy the injuries happen at this point in the season. So with three weeks left and potentially a bye week, a whole month of four weeks to get guys healthy. So when the playoffs come around, because we've already secured pretty much a playoff spot. We'll be uh, ready to go. So hopefully Tyrese will be back for the uh, Davenport game and the I think other he guys. Should, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a great time. I mean, we know nameless, faceless opponent. We get it. 
But you're looking at strength of schedule. These are three games that aren't necessarily as important. I'll say it. I just did. So it is okay if we don't have a couple guys. Yeah. Let them get healthy because we're going to need them in playoffs. That's the big That's the big key here. I know that this means we, need, we still have to win these three games. I know. Oh, yeah. But we have the depth to do that already. We have the depth to do that. We've, we literally lost our GLIAC player of what would be the year and probably still could be the year in week two. And yeah. we still beat everybody in our path and arguably better teams like Grand Valley in yeah. the process. So I think we're going to be okay. And in reality, we want to get those guys healthy because we want them in the most right. important games, which will be the playoffs. So um, th- it's going to be interesting. I mean, we've got a lot of guys that can do the job. And just seeing where those guys f- will fit and will play is going to be very fun, and it's going to be fun to watch. So um, that game will be on Saturday, of course, at 1 p.m. kickoff. Be here and make sure you wear a Halloween costume. Apparently that's rumor going around. Terror at Taggart is yes, the, the theme for for the game, so we'll wear your Halloween costume, rock the top, let's get it bumping in BR, because sure. it's, it's, it's too fun when the fans are enjoying the games. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, last cover to sport here. I know it's October, but we got basketball. Basketball is starting what? tonight. This would be Wednesday. Of course, it'll be last night when you're listening to this. Um, Michigan State on deck. Not, not the most easy <laughs> the first opponent. Upset alert? Upset alert? I don't know. You, Upset, you I don't said know. it, not me. I so, don't know. It's I, probably... Oh, we don't have hey, the same. We don't, we don't have, have the same say. team as we had a couple years ago that we almost beat them. Yeah, but we still have yeah. a great team. I mean, we we returned some guys. Obviously, Michael Peterson went to Michigan, Michigan State, State from us, so obviously think, that's uh, kind of where Izzo's this is going to start him for tonight. I feel like that would be fun if he did. I feel like I he's really going to play he for sure. He He'll definitely play because I mean it's. It's not one of like their biggest. I mean, it's fair. It's fair state that they're playing. So yeah. like, it's not like they're going to be playing like their lights out guys the whole time. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I think, think I think he'll play. I'll just laugh if he starts because I really be I really want him to. But I mean, we still got key players coming back. Walt's back. Ben Davidson's back. Logan Ryan's back. Dorian Alou, mm-hmm. he is healthy finally. So we're going to see him again here soon. Um, Jimmy Scholler, those guys, Vejas Grizulis, those guys are going to be important role makers in this in this team. And, I mean, we still got other players, too. Kamata Johnson, grad transfer, is going to be in there as well. Lee Higgins as well. We got a lot of guys, a lot of new faces that could make some noise mm-hmm. and really be day one starters on this team. So, yeah. I mean, we got a lot of depth coming in. Um, and I think the, So young, though. We yeah, have such a young team. We are young. That is true. But I think the biggest thing is, um, some. I mean, some of the guys that are freshmen are redshirt freshmen and not necessarily... Yeah. Um, true freshmen, so there there is some experience there, but yeah, we are we are a very young team. That's true. Um, we're not going to have Ding. I believe he's going to be out for a couple weeks, so that'll that's our only loss that I know of as far going into this game. Um, so that we're going to still have a full roster, and I mean this Michigan State team is going to be tough with Izzo and company. But just seeing how this turns out, really, there's not. I, I wouldn't put expectations on this game. Of course, mm. if we beat them, it's going to be. Epic, yeah. but I mean, then again, you're playing a D1 team. You're gonna try to make noise, and you're gonna see what you got. Because then again, this is the first game of the season. There's gonna be kinks worked out all night long. But 
also the cool thing about this game is it doesn't count towards our record which is nice so like regardless of win or lose since it's just like a regular it's not like a regular season game we're kind of going to see us get a chance to work the kinks out i think walt's going to be a huge part seeing um liggins play um in the alumni game he is really really impressive mm -hmm. and um i i think they're very confident i actually got a chance to um, hang out with walt the uh, past two weekends i'm um, outside of a uh, school which was uh fun and he was telling me like how they are confident this year they definitely think they can have a run like they did in the 2019 2020 season last year obviously covid year they finished like nine and nine or nine and ten i think but that year 2019 2020 they were 27 and four getting ready to host the regional round but obviously covid sadly had to yep. happen but we uh, i just think that team and while being um all gliac the first team the last two years i think we're going to be very very good and this game is kind of like to see how you can play and when we look at this game from uh, a few years ago the national title team that played michigan state they only lost that game by five and you know that was the year we went 38 and one the one uh fair state's only national title in uh school history with noah king and obviously zach hankins and a bunch of those guys so i think um this year we can be a uh, pretty good and i'm excited for us to get healthy like you said dang i can't wait for him to get back but i think it's going to start with walt as long as he can utilize other guys and um you know i think it's going to be interesting but the games i'm actually looking forward to is the games where he doesn't always have like 25 like when walt utilizes the other guys like mm -hmm. there to pick him up so i think it's going to be an amazing um year for this team yeah we've seen the we've seen them be able to win with walt carrying them and then there's times we haven't i mean just having that depth and being able to score outside of one guy makes a team immediately that much better so i would definitely agree with you there i mean it's gonna be a fun game i mean just the fact that we're gonna see mike pete again and yeah. it's just the fact we're gonna be playing michigan state is gonna be fun to make some noise and I mean, it's going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to seeing how everybody does, how everything's going to shake out, because you know Bronk is going to throw a lot of curveballs at Izzo because that's what he does best. So it's going to be a fun game. And then women are also going to be playing later this week in an exhibition against Hope College. I mean, they're going to be – they're pretty much bringing a lot of – uh, are a lot of that last year team back. I mean, Adrian Anderson is going to be back. Zoe Anderson's back. Deshaun Day, Chloe Adoni, Samantha Kraus, Ellie Dykstra, I could keep going on and on. We're bringing a lot back, and we're bringing in some new freshmen as well. This team is going to be really fun to watch just because we've seen, we're seeing names that were not there last year. I mean, just mentioning Chloe Adoni and Adrian Anderson, both of them did not play last year, and we got to see a lot of the young stars being put right into that media role like Caden Blanchard is one of them like we're gonna see how this team is going to utilize those star players coming back and who's gonna take a shift in role and just seeing what coach Westendorp's gonna do because this is gonna be a really interesting team to kind of manipulate and there's a lot of flexible pieces so they're gonna be they're gonna be in good shape last year was a learning year now this is the year to execute time to go yeah for sure it's gonna be like I really like what you said, how we have a lot of people returning. It's going to be great because we'll we won't really have to have that kind of learning curve for all the freshmen that are coming in. I mean, we got a lot of people who are going to be really the veterans on the team, and I think it's going to be returning to that to that GLIAC championship team that we had a couple years ago. I think that was our freshman year. I think it was. And, I mean, that's one thing that you really like to see. It's a lot of those girls who are on that team that were younger, but, you know, they just didn't have – I just don't think they had the uh, experience and the skill set was just not there last year. But now that this year we're going to be – we're just going to be back to it and we're going to be back to where ba uh, Bulldog basketball should be and we're just going to be really solid.
Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of veteran presence on this team, and I think a lot of people forgot that. And I think this could show early on and just seeing how this team does. I mean, the season doesn't technically open up until November, so it's still got some time, and obviously this is an exhibition. So working out the kinks is going to be the number one priority for this team and just seeing where everybody fits out minute-wise, what kind of crews working with um, as far as starting five, next five, six-man, all those sort of things will start to get put into place later on in the year. So... And it's going to be fun just because we're going to be back to regular basketball. Remember, COVID 2020, no fan basketball, which is lame basketball. And just the fact we're going to have fans in the house, just going to make things different. It's going to make the games better. Absolutely. Obviously, we want to see better basketball because COVID killed it. It was terrible. Not fun. Yeah, I didn't even go to a game. I, I feel bad. For, game. I feel bad for like the players like that played that last year because you could just tell like it's a glorified scrimmage. Yeah, this, that's not yeah, the true college nothing. basketball that we love to watch. There's yeah, no with, fans like, or nothing. with the cutout like cardboard stuff, it's just like you know, it's, it's, it's like yeah, not really it's fun. Cool, to, like, but I mean, you want yeah. those cutouts to be and, actual people that are yelling and screaming for your team. And you guys remember like our first year here, like Wink used to get crazy because we were like i said we were 27 4 and probably could have won a national championship that year we had a really really good team that team still had greg williams michael peterson who we were joking yeah. about could start tonight i mean we we, so got, like, you know, we got upset that gliac tourney against northern still but we were still going to be a number no, one yeah, that's because what I'm saying, we though, won like, the gliac regular season so like like that team could have in that loss that you just named that was only the fourth loss you know yeah. in 31 games so you know yeah, last we got, year we got the can on the on the bus ride, I think it was right. Mm. The tournament got canceled on the way yeah. there, basically. For yeah, the I mean, the women were at Drury, going to be ready to play when they got the call. Yeah, then Connor like Perk, shout out to him. He made that fantastic. Oh video. my gosh, that video is insane. If you can find that on Twitter, oh, oh my gosh, like that vi- that video gets you in your feels. Yeah, and it just shows you how awful that experience was. It was absolutely awful. Just to see what those all those student athletes went through, and especially some of them in their final year, just to come all to come down to this, and then this is gone. That was tough. That was really tough. I mean, that's a tough situation, but we're in a better place now. We're we're ready. We're ready for sports to be back oh, yes, in sir. the full thick of it, back to its glorified days like it used to be, and that's really what we're excited to. But when we come back, MLB, NBA, on deck. Stay tuned. The MESP podcast is brought to you by Bulldog Radio. If you're a student at Ferris State University and you want to start your own podcast with some buddies, it could be about music, sports, really whatever you want to do, go to Bulldog Connect or find us on social media at Bulldog Radio. Remember, if you want to start out your own podcast, make sure to reach out to us and we'll get you started. And we're back. Thank you for paying the bills, of course. And if there is a partner we should have, you should recommend it to us, or you should tag them, or we'll add reach them. out. We'll reach out. Yeah, we'll, we'll use our we'll use our personal personable personalities. Personal personalities. Personable. Hey, we're getting better at our speech today as the episode yeah. goes on. We gotta we're do some alliteration. We'll have to do some alliteration little, uh, at the start of the show. Alliteration, yeah. Uh, we had some we had some tongue twisters there. But anyway, one tongue twister that is not hard to say is college football, and there is plenty of it this weekend. Two notable games really that we can go over. The rest of them are a little lopsided. I mean, Ole Miss Auburn should be pretty good. Apparently, oh, that should probably be a pretty good game. Um, and then there's a couple other ones that could be interesting upset alerts. But the main two will start with the. The 
less important one, Ohio State against Penn State. Penn State's coming off of a rough week against Brandon Peters in Illinois <laughs> in nine overtimes. I didn't know what they changed. Uh, I, when I saw nine overtimes, like that had to have been like a seven-hour game, but I didn't realize that they changed the yep, it's, the format. So after, it's just two-point conversions yeah, now. So really, the first two overtimes are standard how it used to be. You'd start from the 25, and you'd try to score. But then, then after so on that, and so forth. It just after the third overtime is two-point conversions. So really, there was only 12 plays after that, which doesn't make it seem as long. Yeah. Which, I mean, is fair, but it's kind of weird, though, that they make it like every, every drive is an I, overtime. Time because that's kind of weird. Like true. Ooh, excuse me. I mean, nine overtimes makes it seem like a stupidly long time, but it really wasn't. I I liked it when they had just like the regular start from the twenty five because it kind of proved. I guess it's yeah they're trying to make it so that way like the players aren't like getting injured and stuff and they're not like being like super expendable or whatever. Right. But like I still liked it because it really showed like once you get to like five overtimes, like who wants it more? At this mm-hmm. point, like when it was like that Texas A&M LSU game that was like 70 to 72 or something like that, like that really showed you like, all right, who wants it more here? Like who wants to win the game and really show out and, and be the best team out there today? Because like that's really, at least from what I've been able to experience and what I've seen, like that really is like what college football is all about. Yeah. But and I mean, my opinion. I mean, like you have, it, it's, I mean, the game's going to continue to change and that's not something that we can stop, but I mean, you obviously want to take care of the players, and I think it's just really like you have to get these. I, I mean, you don't want the games to go on forever, oh, and yeah. you want it to be settled some way, somehow, and not end in a tie, and that makes sense. So, I mean, it does make sense. I just don't understand why, like, you have the you still keep counting overtimes. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense, but that, it just makes it it's just kind of confusing. Yeah, but anyway, Penn State that game. Not the best one to come off of. And then, obviously, they're lost to Iowa, so they've lost two straight. Ohio State's been rolling over everybody in their path, which, I mean, isn't a, aren't true tests, but they're still <laughs> winning the games, which is important. I, I, sorry, Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers, I mean, Akron. These are like... They're okay teams. They're not yeah. good teams. They're not Iowa or Auburn that Penn State's played. But I don't think that... I'm really... I'm struggling to try to find confidence in Penn State right now because their offense has been pretty stagnant, and that's what's been trying to hold them together. Sean Clifford, Noah Kane, Josh Dotson, those guys are – sorry, Jahan Dotson. Those guys have been the plague playmakers, and they have been struggling so far the last couple of weeks, and just they don't seem in sync enough. And that defense isn't as strong as it used to be back with the team of – Saquon Barkley, Trace McSorley, mm. um, and Throw those guys. Throw it on a dime. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't even try. Um, with Chris Godwin. So Just th- a kid from Briarwood. Wear a number, number nine. nine. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, this Ohio State offense is just as lethal. C.J. Stroud's been fantastic as a true freshman. I mean, Henderson has been... He's been one of the best running backs in the country. He doesn't have the stats to prove it because he hasn't played in a lot of the games. But, I mean, I've watched him. That dude is scary. I mean, he is shifty. And then, of course, some of the best receivers in college football, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, just to name the two. So, battle of offenses is what I see in this one. Um, And, really, it's going to be which team can keep pounding it on. Not the teams that can put up 20 points in three minutes and try to hold on. The teams that keep pounding, keep pounding for four quarters and 60 minutes, really, when it comes down to this one. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I think it's going to be a good one. I do think Ohio State's going to win, as much as I hate to say that. But, Agreed. Um, 
Ohio State is just a very, very good team. And they always, at this point in the season, they're one of those teams that don't usually lose two games in a season. So I think they're going to come back with more firepower and beat Penn State, even though I would really like to see Penn State win this game. But um, not saying Penn State's fraudulent by any means. I just think this is just another – they've had a tough schedule. You know, Auburn and, like you said, Iowa now, Ohio State already. But if Penn State were to win, that would keep their hopes alive for potentially, um, you know, a Big Ten championship game and who knows, a college playoff berth. So I think uh, it'll definitely uh, be um, interesting to see. But I, I have Ohio State, I think, by at least a touchdown to 10-point win. Yeah, I'm going to say Ohio State by 10. I'll say Ohio State by 7. Okay. That's fair. It's going to be a little bit closer. That's fair. Wait, did you say 10 or did you say 14? I said 10. Okay, never mind. I'll say 14 then. We'll make just Wait, make where it, are they playing on this week? Huh? Penn State? Penn State at home. Mm. Ohio mm. State at home against Penn State. I think they won by 14. I don't. I just don't trust Penn State yet. I got This agree. could be a good bounce. This could be a big bounce back game, but uh, I, don't I don't know. know. They, play, they, did not play, they did not play very good against Illinois, it's and then for you, yeah, opponent. and then for you to come out and have to play Ohio State the following game. Exactly. Yeah, how hard is that? That'll be tough. Seems uh, stupidly hard. But anyway, that game I believe is on. Is that a? I believe that's a near a night game, right? Yeah, I believe yes. that's like a seven o'clock game, seven thirty game. So hey, you can watch that later yeah, after they got the, night game. the biggest game of the day by far. Oh yes. Battle for Paul Bunyan, Michigan and Michigan State at Spartan Stadium at. Or I wouldn't say I would say big noon kick. Well, yeah, it is big noon kickoff, it isn't is, it? It is. And college That's what game I day will be there. I don't know why I thought it was for the other game for some reason. Yeah, Ole Miss Auburn is not as important, okay? Um, because this game is going to be first insane. time, first time that both of these teams have been in the top ten facing off since what the eighties or something yeah, like it's that. It's the third time that both are undefeated. Yes, yeah. this, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to be a great game. I don't. I know you're a Michigan fan, Brandon. Are you a state fan? I'm a state guy. Oh. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, the room is divided. <laughs> Jeez. There's a reason uh, there's a, a table separating us. So, Brandon, you got green on, you know? What? Yeah, but that's Puma, though. That's my Puma sweatshirt. Are you disrespecting so, my clothes? No, no. You're I love a Jackson Puma. State fan. Yeah, you're wearing blue, guy. Is that just because blue. of Dion? That and my dad went there. A oh, long okay, all right. That's fair. Respect. That's fair. But, um, yeah, I do like the Puma hoodie, though. We but, just um. got shade throwing very <laughs> fast. <laughs> it's got hostile really fast. Yeah, I don't know why. It's so weird. It's like there's a rivalry or something. Yeah. No, I mean, this game's going to be fun. I mean, both rushing offenses have been insane. Kenneth Walker and then Thunder and Lightning for Michigan of Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins. I would expect both teams are going to be able to try to run heavily mm-hmm. very often just for this game. Um, but I think really the defenses are going to tell the story because we know the offenses can make big plays. We've seen it in all five or all seven of their games this year. Really, the last five have been the most competitive, and they've still been able to do that. But I think right now, like that's been a big struggle for Michigan State is they've given up a lot of yards. Where I think that there could be some opportunities for Michigan to just keep chunking out, especially in this third, fourth quarter when we're just running and running with those two guys, and then maybe you sprinkle in um, a little bit of the third, fourth guys as well to keep um, Corum and Haskins fresh. But I think you still have a couple worries if you're a Michigan fan though too that we haven't been necessarily as great throwing the football this year mm-hmm. as probably you could say with Michigan State has, but still going to be a fun game. I think this is really going to come down to which defense is going to lock in and just take it to the opposing offensive line and their skill players. I think one thing, too, that is going to be like one of the main deciding factors is like 
we're definitely obviously going to be seeing like the run game get very heavily utilized, like you said, Brandon. But like, what team is going to find success in the air? Because Michigan has not been the greatest. We've been relying on uh, re- relying on our two running backs a lot. When Michigan State, I feel like, has been able to. I mean, they have Kenneth Walker, but they have. I mean, at least a solid a solid receiving core. And I think our secondary, I don't know, has not been... We're 7-0, but that's definitely one of the weak points in our defense is the secondary. Our run, our run defense is pretty solid. But if Michigan State can exploit that, then I think they might be able to play pretty solid. But I don't know. I just... It's gonna be it's gonna be a very big battle, and I'm very excited to see because that's like the only thing that I think we could be lacking on is our passing defense. Because other everywhere else, it looks like we're gonna be pretty solid. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a good game. I'm kind of sad Ferris has a football game. I was actually gonna go. My friend was gonna give me tickets, but Aww, but it's man. okay. I'll be watching from my phone. Oh, but, I'm um, sure it's gonna be on in the box oh, yeah, on the monitors. One hundred percent. I'm sorry, guys. I know Michigan's had a great season so far, but I think. Jim Harbaugh and them, they lose. I think, uh, he, like, uh, I'm sorry, I just think stays biased a little bit, but he just doesn't win big rivalry games. I think it's going to be another case again. Um, Michigan's been very good. I can't take nothing away from what they've been doing all season. But until he can win a game against Michigan State or Ohio State, like teams that matter, and he just hasn't been able to do it, I think they're going to fall short. Kenneth Walker uh, for president, I just love him. I just think uh, State's going to get it done. And the thing about State, even when their offense doesn't play well, like in the Indiana game that they only won 2016, the defense has their back. And this team kind of gives me flashbacks when they had Kirk Cousins. He was a part of that State team that beat Michigan all four years. Like when they were like really good at offense and like had bad games, defense had their back. So I think State's going to win this game. I think I think it's going to be close early on. I think State's going to pull away. I, I say State by two scores. I think it's going to be 35 to 21. Michigan State. Michigan by 40. I can't take this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. No. The only thing The only thing that's going to be like really tough for Michigan is that it's going to be at Spartan Stadium. That's like oh, the only thing, too. Is going to be ruthless. It's going to be, it's going to be bumping. going to be an electric factory. And I think that's the one thing that Michigan is not great at going to rivalry games away. We saw that when we went to Death or whatever it is, Happy Valley or whatever. Yep. In Penn State, we did not play solid, especially during their whiteout. I mean, yeah, that was oh. two. Especially that was, I mean, oh. two years ago. But oh, I mean, it's, that game it was still crazy. is pretty prevalent to the to the argument. That's the only thing that I'm kind of worried about is just going into a hostile environment because we have not been historically good uh, by any means. But I don't know, Michigan State. I don't know. I just feel like Michigan's going to be playing pretty solid. I think we're just going to be picking up on the defensive side. And I think our throwing games are going to get get caught into a groove. We're going to be able to come up big when we need to with a throwing game. Yeah, I think this is a great opportunity for Michigan to really lock it in defensively. And, I mean, we've kind of we've been good in that category the last couple of weeks. We haven't been great. I mean, Nebraska was a little bit of a struggle. I mean, they got some great – they got some big conversion on conversions on us. Uh, Northwestern was obviously much, much better. But, um, I mean, Michigan State did struggle against Indiana as far as – especially <laughs> on third down. I'm not saying anything – past that but i mean they didn't they weren't doing didn't do a great job of extending drives there's my english there's a lot of opportunities for michigan to lock in defensively and stop drives and i mean because you know that michigan state we know that kenneth walker is going to try to establish the tone on early downs we know that for a fact and obviously we're going to probably do the same thing what we're going to see 
out of the quarterback play is going to be crucial in this game and how the DBs uh, on both sides are going to respond to that because there's going to be a lot of opportunities um, that they're going to need to make big plays because, I mean, whether Mm -hmm. it's a run breaking to the second or third level, that's going to be a position where they're going to have to make a tackle. Or if there's a big shot down the field, they're going to have to be able to make a play. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities for both DBs, um, I should say both teams of DBs, to make plays. And I think there's a lot going into this game to where there's going to be a little extra weight on the shoulder pads. And, I mean, it's going to be fun. I, I can't. I can't. I mean, you know, Michigan by seven. Michigan by ten, baby. <laughs> Michigan by ten. Nowhere near. Go blue, baby. Um, Go blue. And anyway, moving over now into a new sport. Hoops, obviously, is back. I mean, the NBA is pretty much, pretty much back in full bloom at this point. Oh, and yeah. with the first four or five games underway for some teams. And... Right now, we've seen some teams that have started off really, really good. I mean, the Hornets and Bulls are doing very well so far. Um, Both ball brothers. Yep, both ball brothers. Good to point that out. Some other teams, not so much. The Lakers did get a win last night over the Spurs. They're now 2-2 on the season. LeBron was out in this game. Like, are the Lakers true contenders, Travis? You know, basketball is my favorite sport, Brandon, so I'm very happy you asked me this. I don't think they are. I don't think they're going to win the championship. A lot of my friends think I'm trolling, but I think Westbrook, he had his best game last night as a Laker, had over 30 points and shot over 50%, and AD played well. I just don't really see them coming out the West. I think the Warriors, when they get Clay back, they're still undefeated right now. I think they're just going to be like the 2015 Warriors. He's still got the Suns who blew them out on um, ESPN a few nights ago. So I think the Lakers are going to be good. I just don't see them winning the championship or maybe making out the West. Even if they made out the West, I think Milwaukee, Giannis is the best player right now in the league, what he's been able to do. And if Brooklyn can get Kyrie back, they're still going to be a formidable team. So I think the Lakers will be good, but I just don't see them uh, winning it this year. Westbrook and LeBron, I don't think they're going to coexist because he's like kind of like a mini Giannis but a worse shooter. So it's like he, – and he's so ball dominant. He's, his usage rate is insane. So Yeah. I mean, I said last show, I think when we talked – was it last show or two shows ago that I was talking about? I just don't think that they're – the 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 age that they're at right now it just doesn't scream longevity and it doesn't scream the ability to go deep in the season because i mean so many times i mean we saw last year lebron would sit out just for load management and i mean you got dwight howard who's probably gonna have to sit out for load management and you're gonna have anthony davis who's the youngest on the team but still like he had a couple times where he was sitting out for load management what at what point are you gonna as a coach and as an organization are you gonna say okay nobody can take any breaks because if we do we're gonna lose we have the best chance to win when all of us are playing. And when you have these guys who over the past couple of years when load management has been becoming so much more prevalent in the game and they've been taking advantage of it, what are you going to do when it gets to, you know, they might be in a spot where they need to get the wild card. They might be in the spot where they are going to get edged out to maybe the eighth spot or something like that, and they need to win a few games in a row. But you got guys who are, at this point from last year, are used to being able to take off maybe one or two games in a row just so that way they can recuperate. And I think that's the one big problem about it is that since you have such so many of these old guys who are still in their prime, but they're on the downturn of it. Like I think, I think LeBron is on his downturn of his prime. I mean, I don't think a lot of people can argue about that. Russell Westbrook is probably on the downturn of his prime. The only one who's probably in the middle of it still is probably Anthony Davis on yeah. that team right now. Rajon Rondo is way past his prime. I mean, he can, he's doing his job as a mm-hmm. as a facilitator, but I mean, once these guys get to the later part of the season, and if they don't pick it up soon, when are they going to make the 
the choice to where, all right, load management, you can't do that anymore. Because if we do, we're going to lose games and we're not going to be able to make it to the championship. I don't think they're, I don't think that they're going to be able to, or that they won't make the playoffs. They probably will at some point. They, oh, yeah. they won't, they won't get to the point where they're like, Begging. I mean, I threw up that like eight spot just as like a hypothetical, but I think that might scoot down to like five is like the deepest they'll probably go. But I don't think they're going to be able to make it out, especially when, like you said, we have there's Golden State who has like who's flirting with kind of reminding everybody of that 2015 season. And Clay's going to be back pretty soon. Not a, not he is definitely one of the top 75 players. I don't yeah, know what yeah, I, don't I don't know, know what, what they're doing. they were saying about that when they put him at lower than that. Oops. Then you got Steph who's starting to pick it up a little bit, and their young core starting to play pretty solid as well. And I think that's the one thing too that Lakers got to watch out for is they might have gotten the win yesterday. But what are they going to do in these next couple of weeks, and what are they going to do later on in the season when they're going to be having a lot of guys who are hurt, who are going to have to be playing through injuries, just to make it so that they that way they can get to the conference finals and they can get to the NBA finals? Yeah, I mean you've already seen Wayne Ellington's already got a strained hamstring. I mean LeBron's got the sore ankle, which made him sit out last night. So injuries are a concern; they really are. And I think you got a lot of competition in the Western Conference that can bring oh, yeah. concern. Mm-hmm. I mean they have a great they have a good shot to sneak in as a lower seed there's no question because i mean you're going to take that experience especially and they're they're going to be an intriguing pick to see how see how they play and they keep going throughout this season of course because they're going to get better but i mean other than them i mean the clippers haven't looked too good so far in this year i mean they've been kind of shaky yeah. since they pretty much and dropped out not playing all year because of you know his torn acl yeah so that's it's a tough spot for them too and i mean right now you got so many other teams that are on the up and up i mean golden states looked back to their old selves in them can you can't even imagine what they'll be like when clay's back oh, and then the jazz gosh. are doing their thing i mean the t-wolves have started off good i don't expect them to be like at the top of the table by the end of the year but i mean there's some sneaky teams in there i mean phoenix also got TMA finals last year you got a lot of these teams you got Doncic in the, the dallas mavericks too so there's a lot of teams that you can see going over this veteran team with their young core and i mean right now you're looking at the lakers as a possible playing seed i mean right now i mean you might take them to sneak in to maybe into the eight or the seven seed through the play-in but how how far are you going to go on that hill i mean how far are you going to go up that hill before you eventually just say no nope, i'm going to go back now yeah and i i just think they're just like you both alluded to they're just older and lebron's going to be 37 in december you know he's still a great guy but i gotta agree with joe he's past his prime and right now it's Giannis. i think Giannis is the best player in basketball he did something people might think I'm trolling, but this is a true fact. He did something LeBron and Kevin Durant did not do. He did not have his superstars as a second option and won a championship the right way. Staying um with New Orleans. Saying Chris Middleton is not a superstar. Wow. I, I like I like Chris Middleton a Drew lot. Holiday? Oh yeah, I, Drew, Drew, I agree Holiday. with that. Yeah, like you don't have you don't have they, these guys are these guys are all role players. I, I will say Aww. he could not have won it if he didn't have Chris Middleton. But yeah, Chris it, Middleton is not a, like a no, superstar. He's, not. he's just a spot up. And that's no disrespect to Chris Middleton. He's one of the best spot up shooters in basketball. I but thought no, you were about but, to say scrub, and I no, was going to leave the room. room. No, he's definitely not a scrub. But, but if anyone tries to say he's a superstar, that's just that's just ludicrous. Yeah. But no, but I think what Giannis did, because if Giannis had like James Harden or Russell Westbrook or Anthony Davis, I think the Bucks would be they they might go seventy nine and three. Like that that is how good Giannis is. So I just think the fact that he's shooting. I remember watching opening night against Brooklyn. He pulled up for a three, and I was like. Well, you know, it, it was fun while the league lasted because he, he made his first two threes. I'm just like, you know, but I do think they're going to make a run in the Lakers. Um, Yeah, I just think it's they're just too old. Now, if this was 2013, I would be scared, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, right now, the fact that Giannis has already shown us what he's worked on this past year gives you scares. Um, but, I mean, right now, I mean, the Bucks are obviously probably going to be the favorite in the Eastern Conference if you were yeah, to definitely. go up to... If you were if looking to wager right now, they're, they're going to be the leaders to bet on. But, I mean, you still got some sneaky good teams in there. I mean, Brooklyn, obviously, is a team you can make a case oh, yeah, for. Definitely. I mean, without Kyrie, this team does look a little different. And how that situation is going to translate is going to be weird. I mean, the Heat are going to bounce back really well. They had an off year last year. but I mean, they've re- they really tried to figure out their identity, and adding Lowry has made that pretty much solidified as them. As a top tier team and then you got these sneaky good teams that have pulled together the chemistry to make a really good starting five the two teams i mentioned earlier with the bulls and the hornets and those and then you can't you can't really throw out the hawks either they played really well last year especially in playoffs i mean trey young can take them pretty far um the knicks is maybe not that far but i mean you still got plenty of competition in the eastern conference so i mean right now if you're looking on paper you would probably you'd have bulls warriors as the nba finals as of today which is (laughs) pretty crazy to think about it but we're also only four games in we also have 78 more games to play so gonna be interesting also shout out jj reddick joining espn as an nba analyst congrats yes. to him for getting that job um i'll be interested to see him talk about uh dallas games that'll be kind of fun i think he's a great analyst i don't know if you guys have listened to his podcast he had blake griffin and a few other guys on he amazing guy jj reddick um he's somebody i actually enjoy listening to he's going to be joining uh, richard jefferson and a few other uh, former nba players so that's going to be funny i'm excited yeah for sure um our pistons right now oh and three as an update it's okay Stop panicking. Kate hasn't played yet. Kate so. hasn't played yet. And I know that's like, oh, but they should, they still should be doing good. Like, it, we played the Red Hot Bulls to start the year yeah. twice. What are we supposed to do? I don't know. So <laughs> I, it's just we're still trying to figure out the identity of this team. And I know I said that last year, but it's true because this team dynamic has changed so much. Sadiq's getting a bigger role. I mean, we have Kelly Olynyk, who's drastically different than Mason Plumley. So they're still trying to figure that out. We got new guys playing in. Um, Jeremy Grant's been not up to his full standard yet that we'd like to see from him. So still a lot to work with, and there's still a lot to figure out. So don't don't start panicking y'all and don't panic on killian just yet he might figure it out Definitely. i'm not as confident as i was a year ago but don't like kill the man before the season ends because this don't forget like he was injured almost half of all of last year it's hard to play in and out when you're pretty much not playing half the year and you're bouncing in and out of the lineup so i and then again he needs to play well this year because i mean we have given him three years so He's going to have to try to figure it out. And, mm-hmm. I mean, his Sago's not here anymore, so there's really no chemistry point of giving him the, the, the green light to keep mm-hmm. keep going. So kind of hard to say that. But, anyway, to finish out the show really quick, we wanted we wanted exclusively to let Joe have his moment of I called glory. It. I called it. You did. Astros' bats were not hot. They sucked. They <laughs> could not do anything. They don't have – I hope oh, – I got to talk to Jose Altuve and ask him how he feels about getting absolutely broke by that breaking ball because he didn't have a microphone or trash can to let him know it was coming. <laughs> Astros suck. They're going to lose tonight. They're going to go to Atlanta. They're going to lose two. No gentleman sweep anymore. Braves in four. 
Braves are going to be the the World Series champions. What? Astros can't do anything because they don't have any. They don't have a mic. They don't have anything. They can't win. Honestly, they can't win a good, honest baseball game anymore. Okay, and I'm man. telling you that right now. And like I said last show, AL was garbage this year. Their AL was not very good. Braves actually beat out uh, NL, a stacked NL this year with the Dodgers. Of course, they didn't have to play uh, the Giants, but still, Dodgers beat the Giants. So, ipso facto, they beat the Giants. They were able to win out that NL. They were able to play really well. They have a young team. They don't have to spend a lot of money. Jock Peterson had the greatest quote. If you want to go, if you want to read it, I'm not going to say it because there's, there's lace of profanity. But it said we might not spend the most money. We might not be the oldest team. We might not be the most experienced, and we might not be the best. Sure, I think he said, sure, we might have not uh, been the best team in the NL, but we are those guys. And I said, yeah, you're right, Jock. You are those guys. (laughs) Astros are garbage. They're fraudulent. Brazen four. So anyway, the Uh, Astros lost, if you didn't (laughs) didn't figure that out. Um, No, Braves played really, really well. They really attacked early. I mean, the bombs early in the game, Duvall and Soler, really took the sails out of that Astros team. They really did not look the same after going down 5-1. They did fight back with a couple runs, but, I mean, Charlie Morton was fantastic. It's unfortunate that he was literally pitching on a broken leg which kudos to him because i know i couldn't do that and the fact that he did that and as joe mentioned struck out altuve in the heart of that order later in the game fan freaking tastic performance from charlie morton and really braves look good i said braves in six i'm gonna stick to it right now they look really good right might be earlier than that but then again it's game one don't overreact here too fast I do feel like an outsider because I did have, did have Astros in seven, but the Braves are looking amazing. Um, I won't be <laughs> shocked if they win this. I did kind of want to see. Don't do it. <laughs> Stay in your chair. It's okay. For, for me, it's I guess. Okay. <laughs> I guess to be the other guy, like in the, I did kind of want to see the Astros win just to see, like you know, you kind of finally won a championship to get that 2017, as most people say, Astros off your belt. But um, I mean, it's not looking good. I'll be honest. Like I am a realist, so like if Houston Astros trash do, draws, that's all I gotta say. I mean. It, it, <laughs> If they do lose the series, then, you know, they lose. But if they win, I mean, we'll see. It was game one, but that was a great game one by the Braves. We'll see if they can party like it's 1999 since that was the last time they won. Yep, and the game on or game two will be as of yesterday when this episode comes out. But going to be fun. Going to be fun for sure to see how the Astros yeah. respond and pretty much to see what the Braves are going to keep doing. Are they going to keep letting the hot batch roll early in the well, lineup? Or I are mean, we going to try to – Look at what happened last last night, okay? We were able – I'm not going to say weeks. I'm not even a Braves fan. But they were able to play extremely well and have the bats get rolling when they didn't have even some of their – one of their better I – I haven't really been paying attention if Dansby Swanson and Freddie Freeman are like their best hitters. But they had Jock Peterson who played pretty well. Freddie Freeman, who did his job, got on base with walks because he's a walk master. Dansby Swanson almost went yard. He just had to hit the weight room a little bit. You know he's probably <laughs> going to be hitting bench press after last night. Barely almost went – Barely got or barely stayed in the yard, but they had guys like Ozzy Albies who st- who he was great. Who got up. He was fantastic. He was able to beat what was it two infield singles, a stolen base, free tacos today. Go free to Taco tacos! Bell. Actually, that's only if they win today. Ah, but you could have gone. But hey, they might. I won. can still go today. I can still go today if they win. Yeah, it, if there's it a might be base. too late. For anyways, the sorry. Anyways, but pay attention for free tacos. Yes. Anyways, we still played insane. Duval went. An absolute bomb to left. Played absolutely insane. 
Tra- Houston Trash Rose stand no chance against the Atlanta Braves, especially when they go back to Atlanta. It's going to be 4-0 Braves. Yeah, so Braves, 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 Braves. Go Braves. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Travis. You had to go through that. but I, know, I mean, I just have picked it. It's not like I have like... Nah, yeah. No, I know you don't have any stake in it, but... Yeah, yeah it's but, mutual um, feelings. I'm just saying that was a trash take you had. I mean, I, I, I mainly I mainly like the Astros because I was happy to see JV get one, you know. So. Well, That's yeah, fair. but then also it came out that they cheated, so I, mean, I kind of lost respect. I mean, they still – it's not like they took the ring away. And all, I mean – Okay, me, well, I, let's I, say I, this. I, I'm let's not say condoning this. cheating, but I'm just saying, let's like, say this. everyone cheats, like, in some sport. But like, not what, what, that crazy. They, they no, had – Yeah, but I'm just saying, how like – How are like, you going to – Okay, uh, let me ask you this real quick. If you are facing – uh, what's his name? Um, Araldis Chapman, and oh you are expecting a 102 plus mile an hour fastball, but you somehow guess and stay on it that it's going to be a curveball coming. No chance, no chance, Jose Altuve, that you can guess that that's coming. You think it's going to be a heater <laughs> all day? There's no, ch- and he wasn't even choked up on the bat. He has one of the longest bats compared to his body length in all of baseball. There's no chance you were able to not choke up on the bat before that and think you're going to be able be able to even get around on it. There's no chance. Lost all respect. They disrespected the integrity of the game. They did not do anything. Astros are garbage. They should have gotten. They should have gotten the (laughs) championship stripped away. They should not been able to participate in the playoffs this year. If anything, they can participate in the regular season. People got to make money. It's a hard, honest day's work out here. But they can. But they should not have been able to compete. Even after that scandal, they still made now the World Series, and they made the ALCS last year because they have some of the better players in the league. Yeah, so I'm just saying. Still, I think the ALCS. They were like, down 0-3, then came back and made, forced the game seven. They still lost to the Rays, I'm pretty sure, last year. But the point I'm making is, yeah, I mean, I do agree with you. I'm not condoning, like, cheating. But I'm saying, like, I'm happy for JV because I love JV well, yeah, what he, he did won. here. I, but, um, I was like, happy that he got a ring, but yeah. I'm not happy the way that they got it. Yeah, I mean, but I, I don't think they should take their championship away. Okay, I mean, let me ask you this. Pete Rose didn't even win a championship. Bet on his team. Banned for life from baseball. What do you say? You can't bet on your team, man. That's that's uncalled for. That's when I draw the line. But he bet. He only bet on his team to win. I mean, he knew what he was doing, though. I don't know if you could do it. That's but like one you, NBA. You thought the Astros won a World Series? I don't well, know. Why cheating? The most blatantly obvious cheating. But it wasn't just them. The Red Sox too. You know, Alex Cora. You know, in their 2018 uh, World Series trip. Yeah, but still. Astros should not be whatever. It's like talking to a. It's like talking I'm just to saying. A, I mean, they still made. You got to give them some credit. I mean, I don't I'll know give them credit it, that they made it to that point. But still, mm-hmm. like they were cheating through that postseason. They cheated out the the Yankees, who probably I'd say probably would have still won that World Series that year because they had such a. They had a great pitching staff and their offense wasn't actually stag. Or they were not stagnant for once in uh, Yankees yeah. franchise history, basically for the past couple years, because that Dodgers team was good but they weren't as good as they are now yeah and like the Dodgers last year like when they won it was nice to see Clayton Kershaw get one because I had kind of been going off on him well, as yeah, a I'm glad, I'm glad but, too that he got no, one because you love to see it but, but um, still my final thing is Astros are fraudulent they should have their championship <laughs> stripped away they should have they should not have been allowed to play in the playoffs this year that's Joe, all I gotta say I can't believe the blasphemy but Blasphemy? I, I, what do you mean? I, I gotta respect. It. It's your opinion, though. I gotta. I don't think no one's gonna ever take a championship because, like, to me, it's like for if you flop in a game, what do you? you, you act like people you gotta, will take the championship away. The they, White Sox in the twenties base or whatever they do, but, year but they're was. They're not gonna take the Astros one away. They still cheated. I mean, it's the same true. thing. 
True, but no, I'm saying no, officials in the Sox cheated back in back when they had to get their championship shirt away. It's the same thing. But they're not actually going to take the Astros away. If they're going to do. No, they're, they're, they're not going do, to yeah. because they would have already done it. Yeah, that's what like I'm saying. I, also, Rob that's Manfred, you're a garbage GM. I could do a better <laughs> job. You're t- or not even GM, uh, president or whatever you are of MLB baseball. You are garbage. <laughs> Anybody, but, you could toss a a rusty old bucket in his office, and he, they would do a better job. But AJ hints that you know he got himself a ring, and now yeah. he's here. Now in he's Detroit. here in Detroit, so yeah, hopefully he'll yeah, change like, around. Oh, hopefully on, he'll change Joe. around. We'll see. But one thing I will give, even though that was a cheating cheat. scandal, AJ hints you have turned us around. And that I is mean, true. They still, that is true. You know, AJ Hinch is a good manager, mm. but he, I just don't like that they cheated. That's all I gotta say. No, I respect that. I respect that. In the Braves, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see what Braves happens. Braves will win in four. Four old Braves. That's but, all I say. Well, I do have one last thing to ask. So what, what will your reaction be if the Astros do win the series? I will uh, just probably hate everything. Okay, I feel you. I just they, to they don't deserve to win it, I would say. But if they do by some weird chance, then I would I'd be in a bad mood. Is what I'm always, I'd be in a bad mood because they don't deserve to win. <laughs> <laughs> you got any thoughts on this matter, man? Absolutely not. I that was very intense. No, there's, there's <laughs> I, I just can't recover from what I just witnessed. I really, I really wish the audience got to see this live because I can't even put into words the the interaction that just took place. And I know we just ran five minutes over our, our episode link, but I hope you guys enjoyed the five minutes of absolute troll artistry right here. But thank you guys for watching and listening. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, for all of our podcast notifications and more. And do, let us know what you want to hear on the show. But... Travis, as always, good yeah, to thank, have thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. You guys have been doing amazing. Oh, we appreciate that. We would love some we would love some love on social media too. That'd be kind of cool. Oh yeah, definitely. Please Shout retweet and share uh, MVSP stuff, please. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Listen but. to what one good take you had today. <laughs> I always oh, have wow. <laughs> I'm just joking. All right, we're ending I'm just joking. Now. I'm just joking. <laughs> Bar fight might commence. Anyway, Joe. Take care, everybody.